resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast, episode one. And today we're answering the question, what a bold leader do? First, I want to thank everyone for joining me today. If you've downloaded, subscribed, I'm really appreciative of you being here with me on my first episode of this podcast. Starting a podcast has been something that's been on my bucket list for a really long time, since about 2013. And I couldn't be more excited to share with you here in this medium through podcasting. As a matter of fact, when I announced that I was going to be doing a podcast, many people reached out to me and said, well, it's about time. <laughs> what have you been waiting for? And I know it's silly that to want to do something for so long, four years, and to not do it. However, I will say that it came from a place of deep intention that I waited. And it's with a place from a place of deep intention that I am here with you today, sharing with you on topics like leadership and business and entrepreneurship and career and relationships and money. And I couldn't be more excited to do so at this time in my life where I have really stepped through a lot of my own leadership hurdles and I've really grown and developed as a human being and very ready to step into the role as a thought contributor and to put voice to leadership today in this new economy. This episode is all about what would a bold leader do? And I want to thank my clients for this one because this is truly and utterly inspired by them. Frequently, my clients or community members reach out and share a story and they'll say, you know, navigating these situations in my fill in the blank life, business, relationships, money are so much easier when I ask myself the question, what would a bold leader do? I love these conversations. I love asking them, well, what would a bold leader do, right? Tell me more about the situation that you handled and how it turned out, what worked, what didn't work. So on today's episode, I want to share some traits and examples of what bold leaders do. And when I look back in my life, I have examples of bold leadership going way back into my teenage years. And even as a child, my mom always shares the story with me that the pediatrician told her when I was probably about four or five that I was a very precocious child. And I don't know, sometimes my mom would tell me this story. I would think, mm, I'm not sure how she means this. Like, I don't know if she means this in a good way <laughs> or not. But I decided to dig into the thesaurus and look for the synonym for the word precocious. And it is bold. Synonym for precocious is bold. And so I can really identify now with what that pediatrician was saying. And when my mom asked me, what I wanted to be when I grow up, you know, that typical parent question when, that you ask your kids. So what do you want to be when you grow up? I never gave her, I gave her like a weird answer. I never gave her a profession. I never said I wanted to be a firefighter or a cop or a nurse or a teacher or any of those things. I gave her two words, in charge. When I grew up, I wanted to be in charge. And I take that as an early sign of innate leadership skills within myself and an innate drive to lead in the world from a very early age. 
And these types of things kind of came more and more throughout my life. And my high school business teacher referred to me as a real spark plug. And I'm certain he did not mean this as a compliment because I was bold and I would tell the truth and I would say it was on my mind and I would be very unfiltered and unapologetic in what I said. And it's not easy being a truth teller in this world. It's not easy being bold and ambitious. It automatically puts a spotlight on you and very often puts a target on your back. Someone else's boldness or your boldness can make others uncomfortable. And that's not an easy place to be when you're the one triggering people and making them uncomfortable with your boldness. So before I dive into some common behaviors of bold leaders, I want to share a story that articulates a moment of bold leadership in my life. And I'm going to take you to the way, we're going to the way back machine. We're going in the way back machine. This is a time in my life. I was in my early 20s. I was in grad school for organizational psychology. And I was doing an internship for an executive coach where I left my full-time job because I was not, I did not go from undergrad to grad school. I took a year off and I went into the workforce and I was working. I had a full-time job that was paying me pretty well. I had benefits and a bonus. And I was making about $27,000 a year. And back in 1998, for me, I thought this was a pretty good deal. And I left that job with the bonus and the benefits to intern for $10 an hour and a commute that took me up to two hours each way. I was already living on my own. I was recently engaged. So this wasn't like I was living in my parents' basement and this pay cut was insignificant. It was quite significant at the time. And nine months into my year-long internship, I was offered an internship with one of our clients. They were planning on hiring me full-time when I got back from my honeymoon. And it was my dream job working in organizational development and performance. And as a matter of fact, they did not even have this department yet. I would be heading it up, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. I was probably 23 or 24 years old, that this was going to be my dream job. I was going to have a prominent position in a department. I got to start something new from scratch. And I got to be in charge of this whole initiative within this organization. When I interviewed for the job, though, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. They had just terminated a long-term vice president and the team was angry and bitter. Nobody was happy there. Everybody was in victim mode and had a gripe or a problem. And it was just utter organizational chaos. And intuitive empath and someone who's highly sensitive to others' energy, this environment felt really toxic to me. Except I had one problem. My mentor at the time was hell-bent on me taking this job. As a matter of fact, she told me that if I didn't take this job, I would no longer have a job with her. So I took the internship and they kept their word. They hired me full-time when I got back from my honeymoon for about $55,000 a year, bonus and benefits include as well. And you know, it doubled my salary in less than a year's period. And you can't ask for more, right? I mean, this was an amazing feat for me to pull off so early in my career. I should have been psyched, but I wasn't. The commute at the time was taking its toll and the company just wasn't where I wanted to be. I was taking classes at night to finish my graduate degree and I was simply exhausted. I was probably experiencing burnout for the first time in my life. Not certainly not the last, but certainly the first time. And it was interesting because the head of the department that I was working in, as well as another director, also commuted from where I lived and they endured long hours in the car like I did, except they were putting on their happy faces and powering through the commute. And I was really struggling to do that. So a year after taking the job, 
and after a number of bad snowstorms caught on the wrong side of bridges, which made my commute at times four hours each way, I gave my notice. I didn't even have another job waiting for me. I was done. And the two women who also commuted from my area, they really, I don't want to say they got nasty with me, but you know, they really judged me harshly on making this decision. And they were very aggressive in their pursuit of trying to get me to change my mind. And at the time, I didn't understand it. And I made it mean something about me. And one of my roles in the company was to create a competency model for the organization. And after having one of these particularly difficult conversations with these executives, and feeling very judged and and very guilty and probably some shame around not being able to suck it up and continue on with this commute, I went back to my desk and I had these competencies in front of me that we were creating. And one of the competencies was standing alone. And it really resonated with me at the time because when you're a leader, whether you're leading yourself or you're leading in an organization or you're leading a family, anywhere that you're leading, When you're a leader, you have to be willing to go first, to make those unpopular decisions, to take a stand for what you deeply believe in. And to do so requires you to be very bold. It's not easy to be the only one with an opinion. It's not easy to be only one advocating for a cause. And this was my standing alone moment, resigning with no job to go to, listening to all the reasons why I was making the biggest mistake of my life from these two women was my standing alone moment. I did the best I could to mitigate any kind of fallout from the company that I was working for. I gave a month's notice and I thought I was doing such a great thing. And I couldn't understand why these women were shunning me and that they barely said goodbye when I left. And that was really hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Like I sat in my car that day that I was leaving this company and I cried and I cried for probably 20 minutes before I was able to start the car and actually go on my way and close this door and close this chapter of my life. And less than a year later, about a year later, those other women also wound up resigning, citing the commute and organizational chaos as their their reasons. And what I didn't realize at the time was that I was pushing their buttons. I was making them uncomfortable by taking that stand and by being willing to be bold enough to make that decision. And I was in a different place in my life than they were. They were older than me. They had homes that they were paying for and children and bills and other financial obligations that I didn't have as a 23-year-old. So it was probably easier for me to make that decision. But nonetheless, they were uncomfortable with my boldness. And so it took me a really long time to understand what was happening there and to really learn that lesson. And to look back at that moment of time and see it as such a huge win for myself that that was me being a bold leader, going first, doing the unpopular thing because my intuition was speaking loud and clear. So on the heels of that story, I want to jump in and give you six things a bold leader would do. And these are six things that I've noticed either myself or my clients doing. And when you're sitting in a situation and you're analyzing it, and you want to ask yourself, what would a bold leader do? Here are six touch points for what a bold leader would do. And I could come up with three times these, but for the sake of brevity on this podcast, I'm going to give you six because this is something that we're going to explore really throughout the podcast seasons and episodes. This is really the foundational pieces. This podcast is training you to be a bold leader. 
giving you a shift in your perspective on how you can handle a situation at any given time and giving you very practical, real examples and context to put behind this content that will hopefully give you clarity going forward. So here are six things a bold leader would do. The first one, they're not afraid to go first or stand alone. 24-year-old me made a tough decision. I faced conflict head on as best I could in that moment. I advocated for myself. And in turn, I learned how to advocate for others because we can't do for others until we do for ourselves. So we can't encourage and develop other leaders until we fully understand and know how to lead ourselves. A lot of times people ask me for, you know, how could they lead better in certain situations where they have to influence others or where they're leading a team. And I always have us check in with them first. What's going on with them and how is that being projected onto the team, right? It starts within us first. And yes, my situation was uncomfortable and awkward and upsetting to me and frustrating, but I also learned a lot about myself from this experience. And I learned a lot about other human beings from this experience. And it allowed me to understand how when I operate from a place of confidence, from a place of intuition, and from a place of strength, that it has an impact on others. And it's not always a positive impact, but that's okay. So the first thing a bold leader would do is they would go first. They would stand alone. The second thing a bold leader would do is they would speak their truth with love and compassion. This world is craving truth now more than ever. In a world where people are obsessed with their technology, fake booking, and only showing their highlight reel for people, we have a generation of people that have never felt more disconnected than they do now. And it's scary. It's also scary to say the things that others aren't willing to say, right? So in a world where people are feeling disconnected and that things aren't real and that things are fake, you know, when we tell the truth, we stand out. People are craving for us to tell that truth. And it's scary to say the things that others aren't willing to say. But when we lead and give voice to these things, it gives others the permission to speak their truth as well. So if you're someone who's looking for more connection in the world, if you're someone who's looking for more truth in the world, it starts with you. It starts with you being a bold leader and speaking your truth. And when we practice speaking our truth every day, it becomes easier to do so. So when I wake up in the morning and I do my morning routine and rituals, I ask myself, what is my most boldest truth right now? What's the boldest thing I can say today? What is that bold truth? So I encourage you all to do the same, that when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what is your boldest truth right now? What is the boldest thing that you can say? And that does not mean that your boldest truth is something that's aggressive or polarizing or outlandish or bizarre or ridiculous or inflammatory or any of those things. The boldest thing you can say is just what is on the top of your mind, that maybe you're thinking, hmm, I don't know if I want to share this with somebody else, right? That's bold to turn around and share that, to say the thing that you most want to say. I mean, sometimes I just want to say, I'm tired and I want everybody to leave me alone. That's my boldest truth in that moment. So when you're in a situation, when you're in your business, when you're with clients, when you're with your family, when you're in a relationship and you're having a moment and you're wondering what would a bold leader do right now, they would speak their truth with love and compassion. The third thing 
bold leaders do is they listen to their inner knowing. It's so noisy out there. And in order for us to listen to our intuition and our inner knowing, we need to seek stillness. We need to tune out the influence of others. But most importantly, we need to learn to trust our own voice. We need to learn to trust our quiet inner voice. And I think the best place to start with this is to understand how much you already trust your voice, right? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust what you're saying? Do you trust your that inner voice, that intuition, that inner knowing, that gut feeling? So ask yourself on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most, how much do you trust your intuition? How much do you trust your gut? Because bold leaders, when they're faced with challenges, when they're faced with chaos, when they're faced with indecisiveness, they listen to their inner knowing. The fourth thing a bold leader would do is they would be quietly effective. They don't need to shout the loudest. Bold leaders allow their results to speak for them. They allow their way of being and their energy to influence situations. They stand out by leading people through the noise, not contributing to it. This is like the parenting advice that is easier said than followed that says when your kids are tantruming, the parent should get quiet. Otherwise, it's simply a shouting match, right? Like, so when everything's getting really noisy out there, how could you be quietly effective? And what I found along the way from my own experience and the experience of my clients is that we tend to get loud when our ego is feeling threatened. You're feeling the need to prove yourself. And that's why you tend to start to get loud. So the next time you go to post something on social media or you're having a conversation with a customer, ask yourself, where is this coming from? Like if you start to feel yourself wanting to get loud or a telltale sign for me, is anytime I feel the desire to launch into my credentials, I'm operating from proving energy or from ego or from fear. So ask yourself, where is this coming from? You know, and how can you really quiet down and not have to shout or be noisy or salacious even to be effective? So a bold leader is quietly effective. They don't need to shout the loudest. The fifth one is... A bold leader knows and embodies their value. A bold leader knows their value and how to make their highest level of contribution. This isn't about features, benefits, being the quickest to respond in terms of lightning fast emails. This isn't about getting hung up on giving the best advice. This is about knowing what your value is, how you make the highest level of contribution in any given scenario. So, you know, I had a client who was sharing with me that they were in a meeting and that sometimes when they're in meetings, they start to feel like they have to do a lot of talking, like they have to be the advice giver, that they have to fill the silence or they have to fill the conversation. And they were saying how this doesn't feel good to them. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel in alignment. It, it feels like it's coming from a place that, you know, maybe it's coming from that place of ego or fear, like this person won't see me as important or they won't see my value. So they have this proving energy going on and they're oversharing. So we sat down and we had a conversation around what does feel good to this person and how do they contribute at their highest value. And they noted that it's actually not the talking that's of the value. It's not the advice giving that's the value, that they get the most positive feedback and acknowledgement 
when they're in listening mode, when they're listening to what's happening in this meeting and they're able to sit back and give the play-by-play, give the reflections. I hear you saying this. Is this what you mean? Asking for clarification, making sure everybody has heard each other, making sure there are clear action steps coming out of the meeting. So more as a facilitator of the meeting than to be the talking head of the meeting. So their value is in the facilitation, the stepping back, the listening, the reflecting, not in the talking and the advice giving. So a great tool for helping my clients get clear on their value is the Sally Hogshead assessment called How to Fascinate. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop a link to it in the show notes, and it takes less than 10 minutes to complete. And I guarantee you that you will see yourself from a slightly different perspective and start to really be able to language your true value. So a bold leader knows and embodies their value. And the sixth thing, the sixth thing that a bold leader would do has to do with integrity. And this isn't about having integrity so much, right? People, people define integrity in lots of different ways. And I've heard integrity defined as what you do when nobody's looking. And sure, that is certainly a piece of integrity that you don't lie or cheat or sneak or, or the, any of those things. But you know, I'm going to say that if you're listening to this podcast, you have integrity. I'm talking about being in integrity with your values and your vision and your purpose. And for me, I look at integrity these days as how you do one thing is how you do everything. This is a lesson that I've needed to learn over and over and over again. And bold leaders ask themselves multiple times a day or a week, is this in integrity? Not do I have integrity, but is what I'm doing, saying, thinking in integrity with my values and beliefs. And here's like the best example that I can give from my life. In March, I started going to CrossFit classes and I'm getting tremendous results doing CrossFit. It's changed my life. It's changed my perspective of myself. It's changed how I show up in this world. And sure, like I'm seeing physical results from this, but that's not really what this was about. And it's interesting because I asked my husband, who knows me pretty damn well, I asked him, I said, why do you think I started CrossFit? And he said, well, you know, you weren't happy with the way you were looking. You were feeling like you were overweight and you weren't as fit as you used to be. It was a long period of time that I hadn't worked out because I was recovering from burnout or end-stage adrenal fatigue, and I hadn't been really moving my body, and then I started my business, and I was chained to my laptop, which you don't need to do. You don't need to chain yourself to your laptop, but I was using that really as an excuse so as to why I wasn't going to get in shape. So he said, you know, you want to get in shape. And I said, actually, that, that's a great added benefit, as I just said. But that's not really why I started CrossFit. I started CrossFit because I felt out of integrity with my values and my purpose. And that as a performance coach, teaching people how to perform in their businesses and in their lives and in their careers, I felt like I wasn't performing in all aspects of my life. And I felt like I wasn't doing the things that creating the habits and the behaviors and looking at my stories and my mindsets around my physical ability the same way I was looking at it around my entrepreneurial ability or my leadership ability. And so I felt like I really had to get into integrity with myself and going back to CrossFit has allowed me to do that. It's allowed me to really increase my performance in all areas of my life. I mean, I know that 
physical fitness is a huge contributor to overall performance. And I really needed to walk the talk. And I had to get myself aligned with my values and my teachings and my beliefs and my business. And so that is why I really went back to CrossFit. And that is what I'm talking about in terms of being in integrity. So the sixth thing that a bull leader would do is they would be in integrity and they would be really conscious and present to this on a daily basis. So the next time you're making a decision, I want you to ask yourself or you find yourself in a situation and you need to make a decision or you need to take action in some way, I'd like you to ask yourself, what would a bold leader do? And I would love to know what you thought of this episode. I would love to hear what you have to add to this conversation. So I'm hoping that you will head over to my Facebook page, The Bold Leadership Revolution, and join in on the conversation. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review letting me know how you're liking the first few episodes of the podcast because your reviews matter and help others connect with this community. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com.